we are on part two of spiritual warfare on earth and we're going to be talking about pride pride remember we mentioned last week about the fall of satan in ezekiel also in isaiah we talked about the fall of satan and him exalting his throne above god we talked about the four spirits that was introduced with satan that was a spirit of pride the spirit of covetousness the spirit of deception and the spirit of murder and pride is one of those spirits which cause the fall of satan pride is one of the spirits that cause the fall of satan so the plan unless god changes it and he definitely has uh, the right and the privilege to um, we're going to talk about the four different spirits but we're going to talk about them one by one so the first one we're going to go into is pride psychology today describes pride as pride being selfish pride being selfish pride is taking and thinking excessively about their self selfishness pride is based on too much self-love pride is thinking the worth of ourself is higher than it actually is pride is the preoccupation with our image or ourself <clears throat> and pride is narcissism in love with ourself our self-image that's what psychology today says pride is now we're going to take this and this is what I felt led to is to compare what psychology today said pride is to what Satan did and what Satan said. Pride is selfish. Pride is selfish and he said, I will ascend into heaven. That was a selfish statement of pride. I will ascend into heaven thinking excessively about selfishness. Pride says, I will exalt my throne above the stars. I will exalt my throne above the stars. Psychology Today said pride is based on too much self-love. Satan said, I will be like the Most High God. Psychology Today said thinking the worth of ourself is higher than it actually is. Satan again said, I will be like the Most High. Psychology Today said, preoccupation with our image or ourself. Satan said, I will ascend above the height of the clouds. Psychology Today said, pride is narcissism in love with ourself or our image. Satan said, I will sit upon the mount of the congregation. The root of the manifestation of what is demonstrated in Satan is pride. We can say that that was the very first spirit, demonic spirit that was introduced to mankind. And there are different types of pride. We have pride of knowledge, pride of our status. We have pride of power. We have pride of our appearance. 
We have pride in what we wear. We have pride in where we look, what we look like, what we drive. We have pride in our social status in this land, pride in our titles, pride in our education, pride in our house, pride. Pride comes in many forms, but the original of pride comes from Satan. In Ezekiel 18, 28, 15, the word says, Thou was perfect in thy ways from the day thou was created. You were perfect. Satan was perfect from the day he was created till iniquity was found in him. We're going to look at different scriptures in regards to pride. Again, this particular teaching is based on pride. Turn with me to James, the fourth chapter, one through seventh verse. James 4, one through seven. From hence come wars and fightings among you. Come they not hence even of the lust that war in your members, the lusting that wars in your body. Ye lust and have not. Ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. You fight and you war and you have not because you ask not. You ask and receive not because you ask amiss that it may be consumed upon your lust. Ye adulteress and adulterers, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God. Whosoever therefore is friend of the world, you are an enemy of God. Do you think that the scripture saith in vain? The spirit that dwelleth in us lust to envy? Envy is a biparticle of pride. And I'm going to break that down when we look at the tree. We're going to look at the stronghold being pride and the manifestation of the branches that comes out the tree, what that looks like but he giveth more grace. Wherefore, he said, God resisteth the proud. You cannot come to the presence of God with pride. So if you can't come to the presence of God with pride, then why and how are you gonna to go to your brothers and sisters in Christ, your, your, your ministers, your pastors, your preachers, your apostles, how are you going to approach them with pride? Because pride is not of God, it's of Satan. God resisted the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So if I'm asking you to be humble, if there is a humility within you, I am asking, it is being asked in the will of God because God resisted the proud. Draw nigh to God. Then God tells us how. How am I going to resist the proud? How am I going to get through this? Then verse seven says, draw nigh, come. He's pulling us. He's calling us. Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Then he says, now step two, cleanse your hands. Clean your hands. Clean them. Ye sinners, purify your hearts. So he's giving three instructions. Draw nigh to God. Clean your hands. You sinners, purify your hearts. Make your heart pure. You cannot come into the presence of God call yourself 
brothers and sisters in Christ, call yourself a child of God with unclean hands, full of pride, no humility, and being double-minded, unstable in all your ways. When we come to God, it is total surrender. When we come to God, we lay it before his throne in fullness and in truth. Next verse, Proverbs 11.2. Proverbs 11.2. Thank you, Minister Taylor. God bless you. Proverbs 11.2. Thank you. When pride cometh, then cometh shame. But with the lowly is wisdom. When you are full of pride, you become shameful of the things that you did, the things that you said. When pride comes, here comes shame. You cannot walk in pride and not feel shame. Pride is sin, and they all tag along with each other. But, here's a scripture, but the lowly is wisdom. The lowly is wisdom. And the only wisdom that we have that is true wisdom is the wisdom of God. The lowly is wisdom. Next scripture, we're going to talk about pride is an abomination. Pride is an abomination. It is a stench in God's nostril. We cannot come to his throne with pride. We cannot ask God to forgive us of our sins being full of pride. Proverbs 16.5. Proverbs 16.5. Everyone that is proud, everyone that is proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Though hand joined in hand, he shall not be unpunished. When your heart is full of pride, it is not only an abomination to the Lord, there is a punishment that comes with pride. See, you should never be too proud to say, I'm sorry. You should never be proud to say, forgive me. You should never be too prideful to try to make right what was done wrong. I don't care if that's at your job, if it's to your wife, if it's to your husband, if it's to your children, if it's to your pastors, if it's to your parishioners and pastors. Yes, I'm speaking to you too, pastors, apostles, parishioners, pastors, apostles, bishops, evangelists, it sh you should never be so full of pride that you can't go to your parishioner and say, I'm sorry. Your parishioner is not beneath you. And your parishioner should not be so proud that they can't go to the pastor, the preacher, the teacher, the evangelist, the apostle and say, I'm sorry. When you cannot say, I'm sorry, when you've done or said something wrong, that's pride. And it's an abomination to the Lord. And God said, it will not go unpunished. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. So when things start happening in your life and you don't know why it's crumbling around, it's maybe, I'm not saying it is, but maybe it's pride. 
Maybe you need to re-examine yourself. God, is there any area in my life that I've walked in pride? Am I exalting myself above anybody else? God, what am I doing? Sometimes you just like Job, you, you know, God is trusting you with trials and that's okay too. But examine yourself and see if it's pride. Next scripture, Proverbs 29, 30, 23. Proverbs 29, 23. The result of pride. What happens when you continue to walk in pride? A man's pride will bring him low, but honor shall uphold the humble in spirit. When you are full of pride and you walk in pride, you do not confess it, you do not forgive. That pride will bring you low. That pride will bring you down to the ground. Pride comes before destruction. Satan said, five I wills. I will exalt myself against the Most High. I will be like the Most High. Pride brought Satan down. It brought him down. Pride will bring you down. I don't care what kind of job you have. You can be the President of the United States and you full of pride, you coming down. You can be the executive CEO, but if you are full of pride, and we're gonna see that later on in scripture, you're full of pride, you're gonna be brought low. There is a punishment that comes with pride, but honor, honor is upheld with a humble spirit. Isaiah, next scripture, is Isaiah 2, 11 through 12, Isaiah, second chapter 11 through 12 the lofty looks of man shall be humbled that means the lofty looks that means the prideful man the lofty looks of man shall be humbled and the haughtiness of man shall be bowed down and the lord alone will be exalted in that day absolutely amazing I just get excited when a man's looks you know how you get around somebody and they look at you like oh I'm better than you we get it all the time people who feel they have more money or people who feel that they live in a in a larger house or people who feel they've arrived in life that's a lofty look that's a high look and God said, the looks of a haughty man shall be humble. God's going to humble you. Then he said, the haughtiness, the pride of man will be bowed down. When you walk in pride, you may be up today, but before your eyes close, you're going to experience what it means to be bowed down low. And the Lord alone will be exalted in that day. Because no man, no woman will ever exalt themselves above the Most High God. And I don't care what you look like, how beautiful you are, how much money you have, where you live, who's hanging on your arm, what you're driving, and how many degrees you have. You have. You can have three PhDs and five masters and two bachelors and ten and ten AA degrees. It don't matter. You will be brought down. 
in the name of Jesus and only God alone will be exalted. Verse 12, for the day of the Lord of hosts shall be upon everyone that is proud and lofty and everyone that is lifted up, he shall be brought low. I'm gonna read that one again. Isaiah 2, verse 12, for the day of the Lord of hosts shall be upon everyone not missing one person that is proud and lofty, haughty, exalting yourself above somebody else. How dare you think you're better than the homeless person? How dare you think you're better than the man that has done drugs or the woman that has pulled herself up from prostitution or still in it? If they're still in it, then they need you. They don't need you to exalt yourself against them. How dare you? But God got something for you. Everyone that is proud and lofty and upon everyone that is lifted up, he shall be brought low. Watch yourself with pride. Watch yourself with pride. If things in your life is not going right, and I say it once and I'll say it again, it could be you're experiencing a Job moment. But if you're not, ask God, is there any place in my life where pride is residing? Show me, God. Show me so that I can repent from it and turn away. Our next scripture is Daniel. Daniel 5, 18 through 20. Daniel 5, 18 through 20. Thank you, Minister Taylor. O thou king, we're talking about Nebuchadnezzar. O thou king, the most high God gave Nebuchadnezzar thy father a kingdom and majesty and glory and honor. This is what God did for Nebuchadnezzar. God gave Nebuchadnezzar a father, a kingdom. He gave him majesty. He gave him glory. He gave him honor. God wants us to have God wants us to live an abundant life, but when we forget where it came from, and when we begin to exalt ourselves against others, not realizing and understanding God gave it to us, we will be brought low. So we're gonna to continue to read it. Start, I'm gonna start all over again. O thou king, the most high God gave Nebuchadnezzar, thy father, a kingdom, majesty, glory, and honor. Verse 19. And the majesty that he gave him, all people, nations, all people, nations, and languages tremble and fear before him, whom he would he slew, and whom he would kept alive, and whom he would set up, and whom he would put down. God gave him people, nations, language, and they trembled. They trembled in fear before him. There were some that he slew, some he kept alive, some he kept up, and some he put down. Verse 20, but, and I love this conjunction, but, separation, but when his heart was lifted up and his mind hardened in pride, he was disposed from his kingly throne and they took his glory from him. 
watch yourself because when you think you're going up and you reach a place of height and you reach a place of I've arrived and you start walking in pride and your heart is lifted up because you feel that you are, are you are in a place of I have arrived in life. I have everything I need. I'm better than everybody else. I'm better than that single woman that just got put out of her house because she don't have the money to pay her rent because coronavirus has taken her job from her. The stimulus check is not coming and she's sleeping in the car. But see, I'm better than her. And you may not say you're better than her, but you'll drive by. You won't do anything to help. Right? So now you, your heart is lifted up because you feel you're better. You're not better. And your heart and your mind, look at this, his mind hardened in pride. We're talking about Nebuchadnezzar. His mind was hardened with pride. Satan goes after your mind. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later. Satan goes after your mind. He makes you think that you're better than everybody else. You have been, you're more intelligent. You've got more wisdom. You have more knowledge. You're more beautiful. You're more spiritual. Every time someone says, hey, how you doing? You, you can quote 10 scriptures. To every, every problem, you're more spiritual. That's full of pride. You're not spiritual. You're dumb and you're going to be brought low in the name of Jesus. His glory was taken from him. God does not tolerate pride. Psalms 101.5. God does not tolerate pride. Psalms 101.5. Who so privily slander his neighbor, him will I cut off. Him that hath a high look and a proud heart will I not suffer. I'm going to read that again. Whoso privily, when you feel privileged to slander your neighbor, and you can say, well, I don't talk about my neighbors. My neighbors are good. Your neighbor is whoever you're in association with. Your neighbors are your brothers and sisters in Christ. Your neighbor are your family members. Your neighbor is that person that you are standing in line with at the store. And when you start slandering, talking about your pastor, talking about your parishioners, talking about your mother, talking about your father, talking about your children in a slanderous way to cut them down. God says, him will I cut off. God doesn't like slander. Okay, so what's another word for that? Gossip. Gossip with the intent to hurt the character of the person with the intent to slander them. Gossip, slander, talking against. That's what God said. I'm going to cut you off. He that have a high look, here go to look again, that exalted look, a high look and a proud heart, will I not I'm not going to suffer you to walk around with a high look thinking that you're better. I'm not going to suffer that you have a proud heart. I'm not going to deal with that. That's our language. I'm not dealing with that. And if God says he's not going to deal with that, then don't come to me with it. Because I'm not going to deal with it either. 
<laughs> Pride is a curse found in Psalms 119.21. He that rebuketh the proud that are cursed, which do err from my commandments. When you walk in pride, you are walking against the commandments of God. That's bottom line. Because pride is not of God. Pride, God said, kicked from heaven, kicked out, thrown out. So if pride got God's creation and Satan was beautiful, if he got him kicked out of heaven, what would pride do for you on earth? Because there's no place for you to be kicked out from earth. But you'll lose a lot. And even more important than losing anything. If you're walking in pride and you have a you and you 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 feel like well I've got a big house I'm driving a Mercedes-Benz or a Porsche or whatever it is that you're driving I have three three master's degrees I have two PhDs I got five bachelors I got 10 AA degrees I'm full of education I know the scripture I've memorized all of the Old Testament and I'm working on the New Testament and you're so full of pride God said that you've erred from his commandments because he said, love you one another. But let me tell you what pride does, even more important than anything else. Not to be afraid that you're gonna be brought down low, not to be afraid that you will not go unpunished. But what happens with pride that breaks my heart is pride separates you from God. It destroys your relationship and that should be something that is more precious to you than anything else is your relationship with God. But you can allow pride to sever that relationship. I want you to understand some things before I close. This is, these are just little short teachings. We are made up of mind, will, and emotions. We are made up of mind, will, and emotions from my mind forms the spiritual nature and from the spiritual nature forms three branches so we have our mind we have our mind our will and emotions I'm just looking at the mind right now so we're separating it from the will and the emotions remember I said Satan is coming after your mind Joyce Joyce Myers I think has a book out and, and a few other people as well um, battlefield of the mind because he comes after your mind that's the first thing he attacks is your mind he wants you to question your thoughts he wants you to question situation he's coming after the mind right so here's the deal and I'm gonna say it again the mind forms the spiritual nature that mind is that connection with God we can worship God with our bodies but we can also worship God in our minds we can be in a situation let's say at our job and our, our boss is attacking us and you know we can't open our mouth and begin to worship or begin to quote scriptures but in our minds we can we can start singing and your boss is looking at you not knowing what's going on but you're worshiping with your mind see that's the reason why satan wants to get at your mind because he is he can't read your mind he cannot read your mind but
but he can take your words. That's why the scripture says that there's death and life in the power of the tongue. Watch what you speak. Watch what you put in the atmosphere because a lot of times what you speak, Satan wasn't even thinking about. But you're speaking it to the atmosphere. You gave him an idea and he's running off with it. When you say, oh, I'll just never get well. I'll never have a job. I'll never get married. I'll ne my kids will never do right. I will never have a home. You putting those things into the atmosphere, Satan said, okay. I see how you get depressed with that. So I'm going to make sure it never happens. But when we're in our minds and we say, God, I worship you. Father, I praise you. I adore you through the situation. You are most high. I insult you. Satan don't know what's going on. All he knows is that you're changing. All he knows is that you're not responding to that situation the way he wants you to respond. And he keeps trying to come into your mind. But the scripture says that he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide in the shadow of the almighty. You've gone into that secret place. And in that secret place is the presence of God. And you're there in the name of Jesus. And you're waiting there. And Satan doesn't know what to do with that until you open your mouth and you speak something that is against God that is against what God wants to do in your life and now you're going to give Satan an idea alright so here we go let's go back the mind forms the spiritual nature from the spiritual nature forms three branches the way we reason our consciousness and our worship these three make up how we judge. And when we are in a position where we continue to judge through a filter that is not of God, through a filter of Satan, through a filter of negativity, then that's what's gonna come out. And that's what comes out, that pride. But when we begin to judge through the work of God, through the scriptures of God, and we can take that worship because that third one of those three branches is worship and we begin to worship God through that, then we come out on the end. We come out on the end where God is first and foremost. We come out on the end where God is exalted. Our conscience is brought into captivity. The scripture says, take every thought into captivity. When we begin to reason, the scripture says, come, let us reason together. And when we begin to reason and we take our consciousness and we land before the throne of God, now we can worship in spite of. We cannot let Satan get into our mind because then we begin to judge and then comes pride. And when pride enters in and we begin to walk in it, there is destruction. Now, our mind is the number one major attack from the enemy that we experience. If he can transpose our thoughts, attack our minds, especially with pride, he has us. Now I want us to look at a tree and I'm gonna wrap it up here. I want us to look at a tree. And this tree, and we're gonna, we're gonna continue to talk about this tree several times throughout the teachings. You'll hear me talk about the tree. So you see the tree and at the bottom of the tree is the word pride. So if you've got a piece of paper and a pencil, I want you to write it out so you can visualize it. At the bottom of the tree is pride. And you can name the trunk of that tree. You can put your name on it, or you can put, let's just put, I don't know, well, 
I don't, I don't know any Jill, so I'm going to put Jill there. Well, I do know Jill, but okay. So we're going to put Susie. I don't know Susie. Yet. Yeah, okay. We're going to put Susie's name there. So we're going to put Susie's name on the bark of the tree. And at the trunk of the tree is pride. And I want you to start putting out branches, different branches that represents the branches of a tree. And on each branch, from the scriptures that I've read, I'm going, I pulled out the different manifestations of pride. Pride is the spirit, the stronghold. The manifestation of pride are the things that I'm getting ready to name. Number one, lust. When you lust after something, it's because of something that you don't have. There's another branch called kill. Another branch called fight. And another branch called war. There's another branch called fighting among you. There's another branch called adulterer, adulteress, fornicator. There's another branch called friend of the world. There's another branch called their life is centered around the world. There's another branch called envy. There's another branch called proud look. There's another branch called shame. There's another branch called high look. There's another branch called potty look. There's another branch called proud heart. There's another branch called air from the commandments of God. God hates pride with a perfect heart. With perfect heart, he hates pride. And with perfect hatred, he hates pride. So when you look at your tree and you look at the branches, that's the manifestation of pride. And there's a lot more branches that can go on there. But from the scriptures that I've given you today, that's what this tree was made from. So I want you to look at pride and know that it is a very serious air in the body of Christ. And it comes from the pulpit and I don't care who it is. I, you can think of the most notarized person that you, that you think is just absolutely amazing. And if that person is not careful, they can walk in pride. And then you can look at the person who's a janitor that just cleans the toilets for, for the church. And if they're not careful, they can walk in pride. Pride has no respecter of persons. Pride has no respecter of gender. Pride has no respecter of age. I've seen some very prideful little kids that just really kind of astound me. But I knew that their parents grew them up in that spirit. Pride will take you out. Pride comes before destruction. Pride comes before the fall. God promised in his word, and I want you to hear me, pride will not go unpunished. Pride will, prideful people will suffer. So what do we do with pride? Bottle it up and we take it to the foot of the cross and we ask God to forgive us. And that's what we're going to do today before we take communion. Because the scripture always tells us to examine ourselves before we take communion and see if there be any wickedness in us, see if there's any alt in us. 
Is there someone in our lives that we haven't forgiven because we're too prideful? Well, you don't know what they've done to me. No, I don't know. And really, to be honest with you, I don't want to know because there's nothing I can do with that knowledge. But what I like to do is I like to pray with you and I like to pray for you because all that needs to, to really be understood is that God knows. He knows your hurt. He knows your pain. He knows why you're prideful. He knows. But it's time to repent because God could come today or tomorrow and you will die in your pride. It's time today. It's time. It's time. So Father, in the name of your son, Jesus, we come before your throne, God. Everyone who's listening, everyone who sees, who hears, this taping today, tomorrow, or whenever they look at it or or hear it on Spotify or wherever they hear it. God, we come before your throne collectively. But yet, God, we stand individually because we have to give an account for the pride that dwells within us on our own before your throne. So God, in the name of your son, Jesus, forgive us for the pride of self-destruction. Forgive us for the pride, God, of exalting ourselves above anybody else. Forgive us for the pride, God, of feeling like that we are better than the person who doesn't have what we have, who doesn't walk in the way of life that we walk in. Forgive us for the pride, God, of looking down upon someone who doesn't have the education that we have. Forgive us for the pride of that lack of knowledge, God. Forgive us for the pride of thinking that we're more spiritual than the next person. Forgive us for that pride, dear God, that makes us think that we're God in people's lives. Forgive us for the pride, God, that we think that we have the answer to every situation that we encounter. Forgive us for the pride, God, when we become friends with the world when we begin to fight among us, when we begin to lust after things, when we begin, God, to look at the situations and circumstances through the eyes of Satan and not through the eyes of God, forgive us, God. Forgive us for those eyes of pride. Father, even more important than all of that, forgive us for what pride has done to our relationship with you. Because God, Pride separates us from your throne. Pride separates us from you. And God, today, 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 God, we no longer choose to be separated from you. We choose you as our Lord, our Savior, and our God. Humble us, God. Humble us today. Humble us in our hearts. Humble us in our emotions. Humble us in our mind, God. Set a watch over our mind that the enemy would not come in to destroy our thoughts and taint our way of thinking. We plead the blood of God over our minds that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. That a thousand will fall at our side and ten thousand at our right hand, 
but it will not come nigh us because we understand that without you, we have nothing. And without you, we are nothing. And that's humbling God. That it's because of you we have anything that we have. It's because of you, God. And if the enemy has given it to us so that he can exalt himself in our lives, then God, remove it because we want nothing of the enemy but everything from you. And we ask this in Jesus' name and for your sake. And we thank you, God. Amen. God said that pride is a destructive spirit and it has no place in the kingdom of God and it has no place in the life of believers. God said I will not tolerate pride. Pride will not go unpunished. And those who walk in pride, no matter what your status is, no matter what your position is in church or in life, those who walk in pride will not go unpunished. And those who walk in pride, God said, your tongue lies every time you declare that you are a child of God. The truth is not in you. God said, repent, and he will receive you again unto himself. And we do repent, Father. Show us any area, all areas of our life where we walked in pride. And humble us, Lord. Humble us, God. Humble us before your throne. That we may obtain that position as your child. And you are a man of humility. And for that, God, we say, in Jesus' name.